Hello, this is a voice in the darkness, and I'm your host, Gwendolyn Forte. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you are at home or work, in your car, outdoors, or maybe you could be listening from a hospital room. I want you to know I am so glad you are here. The purpose of A Voice in the Darkness is to encourage, to uplift, and to enlighten. There are so many people today that just need a word, that just need just a, a whisper even of encouragement to let them know that they can make it. And I want you to know that whatever you're walking through, whatever season you're in, you can make it. You will see the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. I know for myself, I've walked through several different transitions. I've had a lot of rough patches in life, but let me tell you, someone along my journey spoke to me a word of encouragement and said, Gwen, don't give up. And I'm telling you, it was at the right time, in the right season, and I was able to keep going. And I want to encourage you. I want to pay it forward and let you know today that whatever you're walking through, let me tell you, it will pass. Weeping may endure for a night, but I want you to know that joy will come in the morning. Joy will come in the morning. So do not give up. Do not give in and do not throw in the towel. Okay, okay. So I am excited this week to bring to you another episode of A Voice in the Darkness. And the title for this week's episode is called Dealing with Rejection. Dealing with Rejection. I chose this topic because I feel like no one um, can escape this feeling, this, this emotion, this real live <laughs> spirit that we've all maybe at one point in time have dealt with. I want to know, have you ever been rejected? If you're listening to me today under the sound of my voice, I'm asking you these questions for you to ponder. Have you ever been rejected or felt rejected or overlooked? Have you ever felt shunned or let's just say, have you ever, you know, had that overwhelming feeling of feeling unloved, unloved, unwanted, or feeling maybe, you know, that you just didn't belong Did that. Has that ever over, you know, have you ever felt that feeling or did that feeling ever feel um, like it was an overwhelming presence around you ever in your life you know and you know I want to talk about that today I want to talk today about dealing with this uh, you know word rejection which I feel is an assignment sometimes against individuals against each and every one of us sometimes it's more severe against others than maybe someone else but nonetheless I believe there's no one on the face of the earth that has not been um, untouched by the feeling of rejection okay by the feeling of rejection and the real question the real question that I want to ask you today is how often how often have you experienced this rejection is this something that you're feeling all the time you know 
Does this happen, you know, every now and then? You know, how often do you feel this way? And if by any chance your answer is, Gwendolyn, this, I feel this a lot. Or I feel this feeling, you know, a lot of times. Or I've actually been rejected several times in my life. And matter of fact, currently, it's a constant process in my life. I'm, I'm constantly bumping against this, this uh, force, this spirit, this assignment, this feeling or situations that happen to me where I feel rejected and I have these experiences. If your answer is a lot, then it's a great possibility that you are dealing beyond just being rejected because we all get rejected at times. It's a part of life, right? It's a part of life. But if this is something that you are dealing with a lot and your answer is a lot, then it's a great possibility that you're dealing with a spirit of rejection, a spirit of rejection. Gwendolyn, why would you say this? Well, as a believer, we have to understand that we are spirits. We have a soul and we live in a body. We have been created in the image and in the likeness of our God. So we are breathing on this earth because he breathed the breath of life into us. And so we are living beings, living spirits. And when we are dealing with different opposition in life, sometimes it's easy to get focused on humans. It's easy to focus on what we can see. Because if I hit the wood, this desk right next to me, I can see that. I can focus on that because I, I could touch it. I could feel it. I, I could, you know, I, my senses are wrapped around it. But we have to really tap into what we cannot see. Because the word of God tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness and evil in high places. This is in Ephesians chapter 6. And this is why God tells us to put on the whole armor of God. So sometimes we have to pull away from our situation. And recognize that it possibly could be a spirit of rejection. Why? Because the enemy hates you. <laughs> you have great purpose. You were born with purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Be let me think, not Jeremiah um, 29, 11. 29, 11, well, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. But Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you and they're good. To prosper you, to give you a future and a hope and an expected end. God loves you. He loves his people. He loves his creation. And you were born for purpose, on purpose, for a great assignment. Okay? And so if we could truly get the right perspective, I think we're going to go somewhere in this podcast today. I really feel we're going to go somewhere in this podcast today. Because it tells, the word of God tells us in John 10.10. 10, that the enemy, that the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And so we see the purpose of the enemy 
that he comes to bring such great destruction and death and to steal from you and to speak all types of words of destruction and hate. It's, it's nothing good in his purpose for us. Okay, it's nothing good. But Jesus came that we might have life and listen, on a good life. He wants you to have a good life, not a life where you're constantly experiencing hurt and pain and rejection. That is not the will of God for you. That is not the heart of the father. He has not orchestrated this type of pain and hurt in your life. And sometimes we can feel that way when we're experiencing rejection. So dealing with that could be a bit overwhelming. Sometimes you can get very discouraged and feel like, you know what, what's wrong with me or what's wrong, you know, with, you know, what's going on in my life. Right. But I want you to know today that God loves you with an everlasting love. That's in Jeremiah 31 and three. And I love that passage because he says he's drawn us with cords of loving kindness. God has drawn you with cords of loving kindness. He's a good father. He's a good God. And it tells us in Ephesians one and six that we are accepted in the beloved. So God doesn't reject us. God doesn't hate you. God doesn't reject you. Okay. He loves you and he's accepting you and he wants you and he has a great purpose for you. He has a purpose for my life. And why am I saying this? Because I have experienced the depth of rejection in my life. And, you know, at the time I didn't know what this was, but I felt the feeling and it was, you know, it was always there and I really couldn't explain it. I didn't have the real terminology as a young person to say, oh, I'm experiencing rejection. <laughs> that wasn't in my vocabulary, but it was a feeling and I felt it and I experienced it and it was real. But as I got older and mature and as I gave my life to Christ and I began to learn and go to different, you know, um, trainings and teachings and seminars, and I really learned from um, Apostle Eckhart's ministry because Crusaders Church in Chicago as a teenager and began to go on Tuesday evenings and and learn and learn about different um, spiritual dynamics and deliverance. I learned so much. And my personal testimony, you know, goes back from a child. Now, your situation may relate. You may say, you know what, while listening to this, something is resonating on the inside of you. But for myself, when my mom and dad was, uh, my mom was pregnant with me. I, I am the last in the birth order. So I have a older, two older brothers and an older sister and Gwendolyn myself. I came last. And at that time when my mom was pregnant with me, my father was very, very abusive to my mom, physically abusive to my mom. So at that time in my mother's life, she was not thinking at all, nor wanting a baby from the man who was um, a very, very abusive, abusive to her at the time. And so when my mom found out that she was pregnant, and I'm pretty sure any person in this situation, I, I can never take things like this personal and you can't take it personal. You just got to put yourself in that situation of being in a situation where 
maybe you, the situation is just a horrible situation and you're like, oh my God, I am now pregnant. Pregnancy is the last thing she wanted at that time. That was the last thing she wanted at the time. And I'm pretty sure every thought came into her mind to get rid of this baby. Okay. I'm pretty sure the enemy gave her every single thought because let me tell you, he comes to steal, steal the seed. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. So I am talking now to, to a real live situation and how the enemy works in the minds and in the hearts of people, but it's not per se we're dealing with people. We are dealing with a spiritual entity. And so my mom decided to keep the baby. And I know that was God orchestrating that. So I, she kept me, but it was complications in, in the pregnancy. And I didn't know all of this till later. Complications in the pregnancy. I believe um, she walked through the, having RH factor. And um, there was just, you know, they had to do a lot to keep me. And, but I made it. Yes, I am here. And I am a testimony. But nonetheless, now that I'm in the world... In my family, I was the darker child. My father was dark complected, but my siblings were lighter than me. My mom, my grandmother, and my mom's side of the family. So that was already something I felt as a child. I noticed my skin tone, but I felt great because me and my dad was the same color. But then when my mom and dad um, divorced, here I am in this family. And it was just um, my grandmother verbalized that a lot. Um, in her culture, colorism was big. And so it was verbalized in the home. So that was another feeling of rejection, but never understanding what was I feeling deep on the inside because I didn't understand anything about what took place while my mother was pregnant with me with my dad. So there I am growing up and having just this feeling of being just unwanted or less than not enough. You know, and I overcompensated. I overcompensated growing up in my childhood. I could look back, but then I'm going to dress nice. I'm going to be good at this because I didn't feel my best. I felt rejected. I didn't feel really loved. I didn't really feel wanted, accepted, and I couldn't explain it. And I didn't have these words at the time, but this is what I felt. So I overcompensated in other areas. And this is what I did in my, in my mind and in my actions, I made up my mind. Well, if I'm not loved or accepted or beautiful or wanted, then I'm going to do this and I'm going to dress great, or I'm going to, you know, excel in this area. And so I went on in life and I, and I got saved and I gave my life to the Lord, but these things were still there. I still had these feelings, right? And I remember, um, giving my life to the Lord at the age 16 and learning about this spirit and getting deliverance and and it was a process for me and it was an amazing process but nonetheless it was layers so it wasn't just this one-time experience where I said oh I'm free because I still saw it operate in my life Gwendolyn what did you see operating in your life I saw this assignment of rejection work against me and I'll give you an example I remember when my husband and I we came to college in um, Tulsa Oklahoma to go to Oral Roberts University and we were at a local church and 
when we went into church afterwards, people were nice to us and, um, and they wanted to talk after the service. And my husband was like, and we were dating at the time. Um, let's talk and let's wait. No, we were engaged, but he said, let's talk to everyone and let's have conversation. And I remember I never wanted to talk. I wanted to go straight in the car and go home. Uh, it, uh, and it never failed. I just felt like, Ooh, I don't want to talk to these people. I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to get in the car. I felt, I just, did, I just want to be hidden. I wanted to get away. But let me tell you, it was a spirit of rejection driving me away from people. It was like pushing me away. So I can't be involved. I couldn't be accepted. It wasn't that that was my heart. Because I wanted to be around people. I love people. But I'm telling you, every single Sunday, I wanted to go straight to the car and go home. I didn't want to associate with people. And and sometimes you got to evaluate that. Is that just your personality and you're tired? Or is something else driving you into this solitude where you cannot really be accepted? And it's a feeling of rejection that even causes people to reject you. And I saw this and I started to recognize it as the Lord brought it to my attention. And so I want to talk about today a couple of things. I want to talk about some causes of rejection and maybe some of these points you can possibly pick out and say, hey, you know what? I can see that. Sometimes an untimely pregnancy can cause, you know, that child in the womb to experience that spirit of rejection when in actuality that mom may change her mind, love the baby. Oh, I can't wait for my baby to come. But that, that initial overwhelming maybe month or two where it was just like, oh, I don't want this baby. I don't want this baby. And now this, this life that was always there had something has transferred to this baby because words are powerful. Spirits and demonic entities are waiting to latch on to words to destroy, to kill, and to bring destruction against purpose and destiny in life. So sometimes the cause of, 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 of that spirit or that assignment of rejection can come from an untimely pregnancy. Whether you're married or unmarried, it doesn't matter. <laughs> An untimely pregnancy can bring that spirit of rejection on someone and that some that baby grows up to be an adult and you could be an adult now wondering why do I feel this way or why have I experienced this constant rejection day after day week after week month after month year after year relationship after relationship that could possibly be it or maybe rape being a product of rape which connects with an untimely pregnancy but just that level of, of, of violence and rejection and just hatred that has come and you feel like oh my god why do i feel this way and you maybe never knew you were a a, a product or born from being raped and your parents could have put you up for adoption and you don't know why you know, that's double because you feel like, man, my parents didn't want me or, you know, you just don't understand this feeling. OK, that can be a situation um, rape and then put up for adoption or just abuse. Like I said, my um, parents were in an abusive relationship. The pregnancy was not wanted and that transferred to me and I felt it or mistreatment. You have been mistreated, whether you are a young person, teenager, an adult, constant mistreatment can bring on that assignment and that spirit of rejection that you have been dealing with 
or, you know, someone have released their own personal issues of anger upon you, their own personal issues of hatred towards you, where it has constantly come against you that has released that assignment of rejection on you. Sometimes the hate that come against you can be because people hate themselves. And listen, if there's self-hatred operating in someone else, they'll project it at you and treat you in such a horrible way. And you're wondering why do you you feel rejected. But if you've accepted that, you know, into your heart, and then now you're wondering, man, why am I dealing with this? It could be because all of the anger and the hatred that has gone your way, right? That that is now something that you're dealing with this rejection. If you don't, you know, have the spiritual maturity at the time or the fortitude to even recognize or the wisdom to even recognize what this is to even reject that assignment that will come against you to reject you, to exclude you, to put you down that is releasing hate. Or it could be something where you could be the product of someone else's envy or jealousy. So now you're rejected because they're envious of you. And it's a spirit. So when I'm saying a person, let's focus back into that we're wrestle, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. And sometimes when we yield to our flesh and we allow these type of evil spirits to operate through us against a person, we can reject people because of not dealing with our own hearts. So envy and jealousy. Let me tell you, with Cain and Abel, Cain had so much envy in his heart and jealousy with his brother that it ultimately he rejected his brother and killed his brother. Okay. So we need to understand the depth of this. Sometimes maybe, um, being different, you are different. You have a different pigmentation. You have a different skin tone. You have a different, um, you come from a different locale or a different nation, Okay, it doesn't matter. You have different eyes, different nose, and you are rejected because of what you look like. That brings upon a rejection upon a person or a people group. It doesn't matter. These are some causes. My list is not at all exhaustive, but I want to present to you that conversation that sometimes you have been dealing with maybe something for a long time and never looked at this from a broader picture that is not really a person, but these are spiritual demonic forces in the earth working against you. And you need to go back sometimes and trace it and see where did this come from? Is this generational? Did my mom deal with this? Did my grandmother deal with this? Did my great grandmother deal with this? Or did your father deal with this? Did your father's father deal with this? How long is this in the bloodline? And you need to recognize where is this coming from? Okay. Okay. Another thing is there's different types of rejection. Maybe there's, you know, the rejection from the womb, a rejection from parents and family, rejection from a spouse. There's different types of rejection, you know, and you can hate yourself and have self rejection. So there's different, you know, types of rejection, but I want to focus on how can we overcome it? How can you overcome 
this uh, spirit, this assignment, this feeling, this overwhelming, you know, presence that can plague you. I want to talk about how to deal with rejection, how to overcome rejection. Number one, hear me recognize that you're dealing with it. Acknowledge it. If you're listening to this podcast and you just happen to turn it on this week because the, the title drew you in, let me tell you, acknowledging it and recognizing and saying, hey, I'm dealing with this is your first place of breakthrough. That's like 80% of the breakthrough when you can recognize I'm dealing with this. I remember when I had to really recognize this is driving me constantly away from people. It's it's keeping me from koinonia, from fellowship, from community, from joining with others in the body of Christ. It's pushing me away. This wanted this spirit wanted me to be in solitude. Okay, it's not wise to live in that dark place of solitude all the time, just isolated. That's a better word, isolation, than solitude, because solitude can be great at times. Okay, so number two. So number one is recognize that you are dealing with it, acknowledge it, and that right there is about 80% of, of your breakthrough. Number two, begin to search the word of God for scriptures on love and acceptance. But let me tell you why I would tell you that, because there's power in the word of God. That is your first um, the way to go is the word. If you are a believer, you want to, you want to grab a hold to the word of God. The Bible tells us in Joshua one and eight to meditate on the word day and night because it'll make our way prosperous. There's power in the word of God because his words are spirit and it's life and it will never return back to God void. So you want to begin to search the scriptures and meditate on it and begin to eat the word of God. Let me tell you on love and acceptance. Like when I started to speak over you, Jeremiah 31 and three, you begin to speak over yourself that God loves me. God loves me. You have to say that and you have to, whether you feel it or not, it's the truth. God loves you with an everlasting love. So you have to speak over yourself that God loves me. God loves me. God loves, say it a thousand times and put your name in there. Okay. Number two, that's what you have to do. Search the word of God for scriptures on love and acceptance. Number three, speak the word of God over your life and meditate on it day and night. I went ahead of myself, but there it is. You're speaking the word over yourself. You're meditating on the word day and night. You're going to say over yourself, Ephesians one and six, that I am accepted in the beloved. You're going to speak it with your words. You're going to use your mouth. You're going to actually think about it and you're going to write it. Maybe put stickies on your mirror, on, on your car door, on your refrigerator, on your dresser, on your television. So you're seeing that scripture all the time until it becomes a part of you. And it's really now what you honestly believe. Okay. You honestly believe it. Number four, pray. My goodness. I can't say this um, more than a, I wish I could say it a million times. I don't have the time to say it a million times. Pray, pray, and pray. Communicate with God. Talk to the Father. He hears you. He can't wait for you to talk. He wants to talk back to you. Pray because the Bible says, seek and you'll find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and it shall be given. Begin to pray and call out to God. He says in Jeremiah 33 and 3, call out to me and I'll show you things that have been fenced in and hidden. God wants to reveal to you 
the things that's holding you up, whatever this is in your bloodline, in your family, with this rejection, the entry points, and let you know what's going on. And he wants to bring you into a place of freedom and deliverance. So you have to pray. You have to seek him. You have to set aside time. You have to call on his name wherever you are, in the shower, at home, in your car. Let me tell you, there's no distance in prayer. You can pray anywhere because God is omnipresent. He can hear you. His arms are not too short to deliver and to save. And his ears are not dumb or deaf that he cannot hear you. God is good and he is there for you, but you have to open up your mouth and commune with him and pray because he will speak to you. Okay. Number five, fast. Fasting is key in the life of the believer. When you've done so much and you realize, man, I'm speaking the word. I'm praying. I am meditating on the word. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Sometimes we need to fast because let me tell you, Isaiah 58 says it's the chosen fast. That'll break the bands of wickedness. I'm telling you, fasting will bring a measure of deliverance. Gwendolyn, how do you know? Because I fasted in my life for seven days on with water and God delivered me from an assignment of death and destruction that constantly hit up against my life as a teenager and a young adult. And he broke that assignment off of me. And I am so grateful, but that came out of fasting. And sometimes you just have to say, you know what? Let me lay down my plate. And God will let you know, you know, hey, he may tell you 24 hours, a one day fast, two days, three days, doesn't matter, liquid fast. But listen, it's turning away from food and giving time to pray and to seek God. And I'm telling you that there is power in fasting and praying and seeking God's face to get breakthrough, especially from an assignment of rejection. So this is ways to deal with rejection and how to overcome it. Number six, I'm going to, I'm a strong advocate of counseling. I have a master's in counseling. You know, I've received counseling. I love the therapist and the counselor. I, I'm at a high school as a high school counselor and I see the value in it. Why? Because we have a mind and a soul and emotions. And the Bible tells us that the spirit of a man sustains him right? But a wounded spirit who can bear. Sometimes there has just been wounds that have come and pain in our hearts due to trauma and hard times and situations and rejection and pain and every single abuse that has happened in your life. Sometimes it's just not about just, you know, praying really fast. Prayer is a part of it. Prayer is your open door. Prayer is what you do morning, noon, and night. But then because of the prayer, God will bring you that anointed counselor to walk you through a process and healing of the soul, a healing of the inner man. And many of you under the sound of my voice, your heart needs to be healed. Your soul, your emotions, your psyche need healing to process through the pain, the hurt, the rejection, and the trauma, and the abuse. So I am an advocate of anointed counseling. Okay. And then number seven, deliverance. What do you mean? Deliverance. Oh my goodness. I do believe that demonic entities harass and can overtake and, 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 and bombard and vex God's people. The Bible tells us that deliverance is the children's 
bread. God did not call us to live in bondage, but what he did in the natural, when he drove out the money changers, listen, he drove them out of the temple. Why? Because he calls us. He said, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when we invite Jesus Christ into our life, he resides in our spirit, man. And let me tell you where he resides. I'm a, it's just, in the holy place, but our soul can, is not redeemed. We have to, the Bible said it's the engrafted in James word of God that's able to save our souls. So sometimes our, we give our life to Christ, but our mind is still thinking bad thoughts. We still got to We still got to learn new behavior. We have to deal with the, the pain. It just don't evaporate and fly in the air. Right? So sometimes we need deliverance from opening up the, the door of sin in our lives day in and day out. And we were in it, in this abuse, living it. It's a part of us. We, we are now, we, this rejection is almost, it's just one. We can't even identify between us and this spirit of rejection. Because we've taken it on as a part of our personality. We're identifying with it, saying things like, you know, well, I don't like being around people. I like being by myself. I don't care what they think about me. No, sometimes that's just an assignment of rejection to keep you isolated and not in family. But the word of God tells us he places the solitude, the solitaire in a family. God wants you to be in a family. And sometimes you need deliverance. You need the spirit, every demonic spirit to be cast out. He said, these are the signs that will follow them that believe. We'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover and we'll cast out devils. My God, I thank God for that. I thank God for the ministry of deliverance. And sometimes deliverance can come in, in many ways, reading your word and this spirit breaks off of you in worship, worshiping, lifting your hands and, and worshiping God. And the, these demons cannot take being in the presence of the Lord and it breaks off of your life. So I'm an advocate of deliverance, having deliverance ministered to you either by an anointed, wise, uh, mature Christian believer or deliverance when you're in your personal prayer time and God delivers you by the word of God in his presence. Okay, so today my heart is that you will know how to deal with rejection. That is the purpose today of this podcast. I want to review some things really fast and I just want to go over ways to overcome rejection. Number one, recognize, recognize what you're dealing with. And acknowledge it. That's 80% of the of your breakthrough. Number two, begin to search the word. Look for scriptures. Look for scriptures. And then on love and acceptance and begin to meditate on it day and night. Then you start to speak the word. Number three, over your life, day and night. Speak the word. Use your mouth. Decree those scriptures that you just looked up on love and acceptance. And speak it every single day of your life. Number four, pray. Commune with the Father day in and day out. Call upon his name. God will hear you. God will hear you. His ears are open to the prayers of the righteous. Do not give up. Do not say, you know what? I got to live with this my whole life. No, you do not. Number five, fast. Talks about in Isaiah 58, the chosen fast that break the bands of wickedness. And I believe there's a fast that really brings deliverance. Okay, number six, seek counseling. 
there is someone there. Maybe you can talk to someone in your local church or talk to someone who you know, maybe a counselor, or look it up, good Google, you know, and, and get references of good counselors. And number seven, deliverance. Go, talk to your pastor. If your church doesn't believe in deliverance, then find a local church that, come on, that believes in the entire word of God and believes in deliverance and ministers deliverance and care for your soul, okay? These are keys on how to overcome the spirit of rejection, especially when you're dealing with it and you maybe feel like, man, I've been feeling ostracized or you've been experiencing rejection, overlooked, you've been shunned, you you know, feel unloved, unwanted, you're constantly in situations where you're being overlooked and situations are happening to push you away. But I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that he loves you with an everlasting love and it's not for you to be rejected and breakthrough and healing is your portion okay it's your portion so i am just wanting to encourage you to just continue to do what you know to do and do some of these things that i i mentioned in this podcast because i know in my heart that you will see the a brighter day in freedom and liberty okay so i am grateful <laughs> for each of you today thank you so much for listening Please subscribe and rate and share this podcast if you can with someone or if you can text it to them or message them this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. You can actually rate me on the Apple um, podcast. They have a way where you can review and write a rating. I would love if you can do that. And I am now on Spotify and I have a YouTube channel because I will be doing interviews. So until next time... I am your host, Gwendolyn Forte, with a voice in the darkness, signing off.